meeting the people in your community. Here's Lisa Kay with Talk of the Town. It is Talk of the Town. Lisa Kay in with my master gardeners today, Joyce Wilcox and Kim Nielsen, in uh, joining me with a little bit of rainfall the last couple of Yay. days. A lot bit of rainfall in some areas. I know some people had some hail. Did you hear about this baseball size hail that happened in the cities? Yeah, yeah. that's so disappointing. You know, we got it. Our course, I think we both got hit. Well, we got hit earlier in the season, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was, you know, the, our tomatoes bounced back, as I, as I was talking about before. The big thing to do is to clean stuff up, use some, um, you know, you, you do end up having to spray them with fungicide and that yeah, kind of thing to right. prevent disease. Our peppers and tomatoes look pretty sad. They snapped out of it. Now, they're, they're set back by about two weeks, but we're just starting to get tomatoes and peppers now. I know that some of the big vegetable producers got hit and some of their crops have been decimated. So. Yeah, it's really yeah. sad when that happens. Mm-hmm. I know, like, sad for me, I would have turned in a bunch of hosta leaves, but because they turned to shredded lettuce. Yeah. That, you know, county I was fair. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. But I did still get a bunch of ribbons at the county fair. I just like to say. Good for you. Anybody listening ever wants to do that, you know. Always turn them into the county fair. It's so rewarding. Right. I think people miss out on that. Don't forget you're competing with master gardeners. That makes us nervous a little bit, right? Yeah, but it's still, I mean, it's, they have no idea who's brought what. So I, I highly encourage it. It's really rewarding when you grow something from seed, like a lisianthus, by the way. Oh, yes. By the way, Uh (laughs) can we just talk about this for a second? Do you realize that we planted those in January? Yes. From seed. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're just now in full bloom, like they have been for a few weeks now. That's why they're so expensive. I can grow a human in that amount of time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just want to say that. These talk back less. Yes. That's I just, sure. But they're, they're very temperamental. They're so beautiful, but it is as long to grow a human as it is to a Lizianthus. When I, I just wanted to say that on you. <laughs> when I was gone in Alaska, my daughter uh, texted me and she said, I, you know, we had the rain and I was so worried about the Lizianthus because I know how hard you worked on those. I was out there trying to stand <laughs> them up on the paint sticks that we have kind of stuck in next to them to kind of hold them up straight yep. and uh, they look good. So Joyce, thank you for taking care of my, oh, uh, not a yeah. problem. my not a problem. yard Yeah, that was too. pretty awesome. Um, you know, regarding the rain, like we got, I have, being a gardener, I have a rain gauge. In the last week and a half, we've had about three inches of rain. Yes. You know? We even yep. got kind of a heavy rain yep. a couple nights ago, which was a shock. I didn't. I, I, they was were, it last week we had an all day? Well, we Sunday had. Sunday it rained all day? On Sunday and Monday, we had, we had so some, nice. some nice, wonderful rainy days. And then we've had about three inches altogether. So that's been wonderful. But, you know, talking about the hail damage and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The drought is is as impactful as the hail is. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if it if if you don't have any water, what difference does it make? Kind of right. thing. And you can't. You know, we obviously in this area we don't really irrigate, and uh, so the the rain was was a godsend mm-hmm. for anybody that's trying to grow. I mean, if it's trees or if it's vegetables or corn or soybeans or whatever, right. we needed that rain. And I think that most recently the rain seems to have been fairly widespread. So mm-hmm. that's that's good. Mm-hmm. So. I know as we're heading into fall, I don't like to think about it or press it too fast, actually. But uh, now comes the time where you're starting to think about next season. Things are starting yeah. to slow down a little bit. I'm looking at some of the you know vegetable production, some of the tomato production is slowing down a little bit. I mean, now, now I got to get to the canning part of everything and the processing. That's an effort, right? But I, there are th- certain things out in the yard right now, certain uh, parts of our annuals that we can 
effectively save some seeds at? I know you wanted to talk a little bit today, Joyce, about being able to save and preserve. Exactly. Um, you never like know. annuals? Yeah. Well, in my case, I have way more annuals, I think, than I have perennials because that black walnut problem that I have. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, some of the annuals, like the zinnias, marigolds, cosmos, those are... Oh, four o'clocks. Four mm-hmm. o'clocks are so wonderful. And it's just like the seeds, once they bloom and stuff, if you don't, don't know, don't, don't do anything about it. Just let the seed pod produce because they keep on blooming. Yeah. Then you just pick off these little black, you can tell what the seeds are. Yeah. And all you do is, is dry them for about a week and then put them in a plastic bag in a cool, dark place and plant them next spring again. And you're going to have about uh, 200% germination. I've never seen anything like four o'clocks in terms of how the germination is 100%. It just is. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, the other thing about four o'clocks that people might not know is four o'clocks kind of develop a tuberous kind of root. And if you are ambitious enough to actually dig them up, you can you can save that root much like you can save the roots of like, like cannas, like dahlias. Mm. And put that in, a, again, a cool, dark place. And in the spring, you can plant the root instead of a seed and you're going to get a big plant and flowers about a month and a half earlier, which oh, is really, okay. really nice. Challenge and accepted. Most people don't realize that about four o'clock, but they're a really old, old, reliable annual. And the the butterflies love them. The hummingbirds love them. Mm-hmm. The, the bees and the butterflies. I mean, if you have four o'clock growing in your yard, it becomes just a nature, a mm-hmm. nature. Where do haven. they like to grow? Is it sun? Shade. Well, the, they, I the think thing they're about, shade, aren't they? No, no. Four, o'clock, four o'clocks are sunny. Okay. They're definitely sunny. Okay. And not I haven't like, grown them before. Not like 10 hours of sun, but you need about six hours of sun to effectively. And they do need, they can get so big that they can start to get, you know, like they need some sort of a fence or something near them for some support to stand okay. up. You can tie them up, but that gets kind of, mm-hmm. you know, that's a lot. But if, yeah. you, if they have a fence to lean on, they just... They just go crazy, and they just keep, like now, mine are, mine are blooming now, and they're going to be in full bloom until the first killing frost. Oh, wow. They just, they just are prolific, but they, you want to make sure you get them in the ground early enough because they take a while to produce, start producing flowers. And will they self-seed? Yes. Or, or Okay, so if you don't go out it, and collect. Some yeah. things I know, I had some Cosmos self-seed this yeah. year, and I was, I'm always so happy. This is the third year that they've come yeah. back. Four o'clocks yeah. are, if you, do, if you don't pick any of the seeds off, they just drop the seeds and they just come up. I had that for years but and years. But not technically perennial. No, they're not perennials, but if you have the right, conditions and i.e. in this case they're planted in a, on the south side of the house it's real sunny there and in, in the winter time we get snow cover there such that the seeds just manage to they just survive and mm-hmm. for almost a number like of, it's a microclimate there for a number of years i i didn't plant any i didn't have to they were they came up they came up i had to pull some out they were so thick i mean that's cool so they are very, they are wonderful, and the smell—it's just like walking oh, into heaven. It's just, yeah, that does beautiful. have a very sweet. It's a very soft smell. It's yeah. not a pungent smell. No, it's not just, like it's, a lily. No, I wouldn't. It's, it's soft. It's okay. more. Yeah. you've got me talked into four o'clock now. Yeah. I have to they're get a wonderful, hold of some. and there are various kinds. I'll get there's, a hold of some from your garden. The solid, <laughs> the solid color, and there's <laughs> we have a lot also, of trading going there's, on. There's, it, I think it's called kaleidoscope, oh. and it's a mixture. Yep. The the flowers are kind of that. 
they're just they're gorgeous they're they're a mixture of colors in the same flower you know and they're like a kaleidoscope is what they look like they're wonderful do you you know what i collected that i am collecting this year is hollyhock seeds oh sure because those will those will prolifically drop seed everywhere if Mm -hmm. you leave them and then you'll have them everywhere because those are biannual correct they 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 won't bloom next year when you plant those seeds you'll get every other plant this isn't every other okay yep and so if you want color those are more for somebody that's patient. I don't have any hollyhocks. <laughs> you have no patience. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Um, I know that Kim had a question about onions. This yes. is my first year with onions this year, like planting them. We started them from seed at Valley Veggies. Yeah. I brought the plants home. I thought they were like a two-year deal, but no, these ones, you plant them. Yeah. Plant, yep. They were tiny, like teeny hair-like well, structures and... Boom. Like a chai. Joyce saw. I have nice big onions Oh, they're growing. beautiful. They're mm-hmm. beautiful. So I got mine up at the Arboretum plant sale, plus I planted some from seed. Okay. Now my ones from seed are much farther behind because when um, we talk about soil health and all that, I've been on sabbatical this year. <laughs> We've been doing other things Your this year. Your soil's been on sabbatical. Yes. Yeah. yes. So my soil health needs some improvement, and I knew that going into this season, but I did not have time for it. So you just make do with what you have. I wanted to try it because I'm all about science experiments and I'm also team flower mm-hmm. trying to be team veggie. <laughs> so my question is, because this has been the first year that I've grown them. Why, what can I do? Am I done growing them because we had two hail events? They wrecked the tops of my onions. So I went by and I snipped the ones that were damaged off Will they continue to grow or should I pull them up? Like bulb up, you mean? Will mm-hmm. they continue to bulb? Well, actually, I had, this is the first year in forever, I had hail damage on my onions too. And the, the overall picture is once they've been damaged, they're not going to come yeah. back. No. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. we've been using onions and they're nice. They're more medium sized. Usually we get these big giant ones. The things about onions is, if, if you want onions earlier in the season and you want them to be really hardy, what you really need to do is to buy the bulbs, mm-hmm. the onion, I guess they're called the onion sets. Mm-hmm. Okay. And th- those are a little teeny bulb, you know, a little bigger than a, than a marble, a shooter marble, I guess is the size yeah. there. And when you plant those, they just take off within a week. All of a sudden the tops are all greened up and they're growing. Now planting onions from seed is kind of fun. But boy, you've got to have patience. Lizzie, you know, there's that yeah. pa- there's <laughs> that patience again. Well, I really you know, thought they, I was an impatient person, but you're, you're making me think I'm no, really you're going to need you're going to need about ninety days to get onions from seed, sure. mm-hmm. which is it's kind of fun. Yeah, but you know, I onions is a food group in our house, so I need more onions. I can't wait ninety right. days. Yeah. Um. So, do you clip the tops of your onions off? The only thing I nip off is you'll get a seed. A seed head on top. It'll get okay. stuck there. It'll, 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 and that'll cause a, you'll get kind of a, a hard shoot down into the bulb of the onion, and that's not even usable. Yeah. So I just go through with literally a scissors and nip off any of those seed pods, and that eliminates that from happening. Because mm-hmm. I did read somewhere that you can cut some of the um, shoots off just to help put the energy back down and create more shoots that the more stems that are coming out the more layers there are well, and i can no. be completely wrong about this well but. no you you could be right but i don't know who would have the patience i mean i'm just saying you <laughs> i don't wouldn't have the patience I mean, yeah because we're if, talking about a huge field versus like yeah. i've got maybe 30 in oh the yeah race well, bed. yeah so i think the thing about onions too is onions if they're handled correctly they need 
unlike a lot of vegetables, onions need a light, sandy soil. Okay. And they don't want to be planted, even when you're planting the, if you're planting the sets, you want to plant them very, very shallow. Onions Mm want to grow just slightly below the surface. And once the bulb gets big, it pushes up and that's great. Yeah, because they almost look like they're sitting on top of the surface and that's what the hail got. And what'll happen Mm -hmm. is if onions are planted too deep, they'll rot. You know, onions want moisture, but they're tricky. They don't want excessive moisture. Mm -hmm. So um, considering that we got hail on our onions, we're, we're pulling onions and here and there we're finding one that isn't, you know, that isn't good. But for the most part, they're wonderful. Can we put straw around them or does that encourage pest pressure? I I don't Do think there's any reason. I, I just leave them open. You, 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 you know, any kind of mulching like around onions is probably not necessary because they like it drier. Yeah. Right. Which That's is kind of strange. Because they, they want like the it. water internally, not... Yeah, they don't. In their you don't want them have them in soggy ground by any means because okay. they'll start to rot. I'm so excited to pull mine out. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're growing very nicely. And, oh. and next year you come and you get yeah. your uh, your onion starts uh, seedlings or whatever from yeah. us. Um, the garlic too. If mm-hmm. we so we pulled our garlic yep. back in like July, probably July mm-hmm. and mid July. So now it's been about three, four weeks since you pulled it. So yep. now it's probably done drying. It's, so need, anybody yep. that did it needs to store it properly from here. Right. It's so it's it. a cool, dry environment. Mm-hmm. I, you clip the, I, I kind of shear the roots off pretty close to the, my mom did this for me. I'm not going to say I did it. And then yeah. remove um, the dirt, snip the top off. And then we're in paper bags. Yeah. Uh, what I normally do is I pull the biggest ones out because those are my seeds for next year. Yeah. And then as we go through the season, we've noticed this. My mom and I, we peeled all the garlic and then stored it in white vinegar. Oh, We peeled oh, all okay. of it, and it wow. was a process. I'm sure it was. Yeah, we sat there, Ooh. and we peeled all of it, stored it in white vinegar. It lasted all year. I'm down from like a, a three-quarters of a gallon jar of garlic. We cook a lot with garlic. It's a food group. Yeah. Yes, I hear um, yeah. Down to about uh, uh, just a canning jar full yeah. right now. That's pretty But awesome. anytime you needed it, you just grab it out, rinse it off, chop it up, Good to go for the whole entire year. Yeah, that mm-hmm. yeah. There's a lot of things that vegetables that work that way. If you if you finally get your system down, and if you have room, I know. love this time of year because harvest is coming in. We're able to store yeah. what we've been growing all year long. Our master gardeners, Joyce Wilcox and Kim Nielsen, in studio. And as we head towards fall, we're starting to think a little bit about some of those vining crops that are happening right now in the field. I was out in the field yesterday at Valley Veggies and Flowers, and I was looking at the squash that's, uh, we've got some beautiful delicata squash that's forming, other types of squash, the pumpkins, all of that. What do you have to say about um, squash and pumpkins and vining vegetables? Well, I was just going to say about pumpkins in particular, we always plant some of those jack-o'-lantern, those giant, giant pumpkins, just in their kind of a one-trick pony, just use them for Halloween. And Mm -hmm. we've got some... I mean, they're huge. Yes. I, you you couldn't pick it up. It's that big. But the thing to remember about those, and I know we've carried on all year about no rain, no rain, but now that it's raining, you need to check on those pumpkins and make sure if it's, if it, they're at all, you don't want them sitting in any kind of wet ground. Take a, a some a, some plastic or a piece, a piece of board is actually the best. Move that pumpkin and set it on the board. It should That's not sit suggestion. in the, in the wet dirt because They'll they'll rot as sure as we're sitting here and talking. Their okay. pumpkins are really tricky to keep, you know, or in the case of like squash, for example, you don't want that sitting in the mud either. If you if you need to just kind of move them a little bit and make them sit on top of the vine. 
But mm-hmm. they they actually, if you look in, in seed catalogs, they sell plastic baskets that are they're just cheap plastic. You put them under your squash or your melons oh, or whatever, sure. and it keeps them. You just want them off, off the ground, the ground. Mm-hmm. because they will they will um, they'll rot or they'll attract insects. Um, you know, it's just it's. You know, you work so hard to get it, and then at the end, you don't want a bug eating it. <laughs> Have you seen these yeah. clear boxes that you can put some vegetables in when they're small, like squash, pumpkins, things like that? There are clear. I've seen it on the internet. I, we would we would probably never do this, right? But you put the you put the plant when it's small into this clear box and let it oh, grow, and I've then it grows to the grows size of the box. Square. Yeah. Yeah, or the size of like a, a the character's head that yeah <laughs> yeah it looks like a like I've seen square watermelon yes it is the weirdest like but they do that so they can mass ship them was what I thought I was here oh I think it's just so they could just fun. plop them into the like box and ship them out on a crate I'm not perfectly. I have to say I'm not familiar with that I you'll never, have to look it up it's really yeah. I mean not not to say that we would ever do this but it's just kind of interesting well, what, is it like look at plastic growing boxes yeah. or something like yeah. that it's oh, like uh, a clear yeah. plastic so box instead of the watermelon growing into this beautiful round water, oval shaped watermelon it's it grows squishes, into yeah. a perfect little cube Square. that's really interesting I didn't I hadn't heard about that <laughs> wow it's kind of funny but yeah so if we're looking for our squash and pumpkins and all of that uh, you know just make sure that they're off the ground. Make sure they're off the ground. But one other thing I was going to say too, that some, you know, there is an old wives tale that, well, squash needs to freeze one time so that then it gets sweeter or something like that. Uh-huh, I've heard that. That's not true. Okay. What happens is it, 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 it'll freeze. It'll freeze. And then you've got this squash that's frozen. And then about 20 minutes later, it'll start to rot. How do we know when it's done and ready to pick? Yeah, that's my, you know, and that's, it's, it's tricky, but one like with squash in particular, once the stem that's next to the vine, that stem needs to start looking dry mm-hmm. and it's ready to go uh, with squash. Watermelon is a lot harder to know. It really mm. is. The watermelon stem needs to be pretty brown and, and the, be, when it's done, and if you look, the underside of the watermelon should, ha- spot. should have should have a real deep, deep yellow color to it. Oh, okay. And And... And then even then, every now and then, well, you get one that's not. You're going to get sweet. one that's not quite there. Mm-hmm. But the the dryness of the stem is is kind of what you look for. With okay. cantaloupe, it's easier to tell because you can smell that oh, ripe. Yeah, the smell of fresh cantaloupe, you can smell it. We have some fantastic cantaloupe at the farm right now, and so much so, in fact, that um, Terry sent me with some home, and oh. she's like, put it in the dehydrator, and it's like candy. Oh, what was that like? Did you try it? Candy. Yeah, oh, wow. it's yum. really good. Yum, so if yum. you have leftover melon like that, you can dehydrate that. I didn't yeah. realize. I didn't. I didn't. I've never. We don't have a dehydrator. That could be part of the problem. That could <laughs> be. It we could should be. talk about that sometime about freeze drying, dehydrating. Because the that's, difference we we're coming yeah. into that season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we're going to need to know what to do with it. Yeah. Well, I know. I know people like dehydrate tomatoes and they make wonderful that. sauces in mm-hmm. the wintertime. Now, I, I kind of like a sun-dried tomato. Yeah, just, yeah. That's what it tastes like. Yeah. Yum. I just Yum. I just can everything because I have, you know, probably 8,000 jars. But um, uh, <laughs> Oh, that's where they all went. Yeah, I've got, I've got them all in my basement. Oh, man. My mom and I went a little bit nuts. We have two Excalibur dehydrators, two wow. different ones. So they're, they're like the good ones. Yes. And so that's kind of where we go. Fun. Well, as we come into that season where we are picking things and needing to know what to do with them, I'm sure that's going to be part of our next show here with our Master Gardeners on Talk of the Town. Right now, Joyce and Kim, thank you so much for joining me. It's oh, thank super you. Thanks for having us. Great, good, next, good talking exciting to, you. to have you here. We'll see you next time. Happy okay. gardening.